take three, take two sucked. First one. Yeah. Break it up. Yo, I break it up and spit it like tobacco in right fields. I'm acting like a savage and exploding like minefields. So much aggression and expression of minefields. Like fighting for my life, a rap attacker with mic skills. The time is critical and ticking like time bombs. My offense is pivotal, my lyrics will bear arms. My defense is evident, I block and I jab back, duck and attack and smack him with the back of my left hand. Just like a horror movie. Moment you ran into me, an evil spirit, you hear it, and now you'll never lose me. Call it some braggadocious magic like hocus pocus. Tiger fist with a little bit of the dragon lotus. Who needs a bodyguard? I'll hit your body hard. 55 hit combo to split your phony squad. Thinking faster than brain matter can spark a thought. Plan a suggestion, inception before the script was bought. Battle with axes and hammers and bullets blazing. Call it amazing the way I'm raiding your masquerade. Okie doke. Refreshed and back in it. All right. Number five. Here number we go. five, everybody. Number five. All right. My number five. Five G's. Is the outfit. Ooh. Really? That wow. was an obscure one. Yes. From the very beginning of 2022. Yep. And That's adver- like last January, even, I think. Advertised yeah. like crazy on Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's maybe six actors in this entire movie. Whereas in Pandemic. Like the previews, I was like, oh man, this is going to be like a straight up like mob thing. It's just people coming in, coming in, coming in, looking for this envelope. Um, but nope, there is literally like six people in this entire movie. It's fun. Like I watched another movie. It's actually on my list. That was based on a stage play that when you can see when a movie's based on something like that, it's like, there's very few actors. There's very few like, yeah. you know, uh, 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 scenes or whatever. Oh, I think I know which one you have then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. It was actually really good, but we'll okay. get into that yeah. when we get there. Have you guys watched the outfit yet? I uh, no, I no, yeah. I so yeah, tell a little bit more about it, honestly. So being a big fan of like mob movies, mm-hmm. um, that's what the previews were telling you that it's a mob movie, um, that they use this guy's. He calls himself a cutter. He's uh does all like the tailoring. Yeah, he has a little box in the back of the store that. All these mob guys come in and pretty much like pay their dues to whoever they're paying them to. They drop the envelopes into the box and then they find this one envelope that's like a tape saying that, oh, you have a rat in your organization and it's labeled the outfit. Then they get it. They go to find the rat. Lots of twists and turns in this movie. Um, pretty much. If you guys end up watching it, I'll save all the spoilers. If not, then I'll spoil it here. I'm going to probably watch it because it sounds interesting and I've been, I was meaning to watch it. Yeah, your there's, recommendation. There's a I lot of like it. twists and turns in this. And knowing mob movies, I thought it was going to go one way with like how many people are actually showing up to like get this so-called tape of who the rat is. But there's really only the boss and the underneath, so his son and his friend, and then their rivals, only people that show up. Okay. I thought it was going to be 
multiple people coming and knocking on the door. As you've seen the previews, it's like six or seven times people are knocking on the door. All the same people. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, lots of twists and turns. There's always a list that I walk away from these top tens where, like, I got to watch these things based on your guys' recommendations. That's definitely one of them. Yep. And they saved, like, the big, big spoiler for, like, like how you had mentioned wrapping the movie up too early. So you think it's wrapped up, and then it keeps going, and it's not. Interesting. So there's a false ending? Yeah. Black Phone had, like, three false endings. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's so False ending, I think, is a little bit different than wrapping things up a little bit too early. Like, they... I think, if anything, yeah. if it's done right, having a false ending, like, plays into, like, the, the story a little bit better. Do, so. Yeah, so you think where it comes to the end, you think that, okay, that's pretty much how this movie's going to end is end sequence, but nope. Right. They had a couple, like, maybe a minute or two little of... Little epilogue. Little information that brings back from like previous things and you're Changes like everything. Well, all righty then that makes me want to see it. Yeah. I, I love a good twist like that. That's like yeah. last moment. One shot of something says so much. Yeah, and you know what I mean? Not many like big names in this either. Because I look through the, the Who'd you say the biggest, most recognizable name. Do you have anybody off the top? Uh, of your head, it's probably the girl. Only because she's been in a, a bunch of other things lately as the main star. Yeah, the, it's the, uh, Zoe Dutch. Zoe Dutch. Okay. okay. The one who plays the tailor, I remember seeing. The tailor. In is, Don't look up. Uh, Mark, oh, that was good yeah, too. Mark. He Rylance. was the. Um, he was the tech billionaire that um, wanted them to destroy the asteroid so that he could get the the minerals. That's and then right. Ends up on the planet with uh, Meryl Streep at the end. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's right. And then. Uh, the only other one I recognize out of this seven cast movie is uh, Johnny Flynn, who plays the son of the mob boss. Now I only recognize him from the internship with um, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. He's the uh, in their group of like misfits. He's the tech guy with the glasses. Okay. Hmm. So not not big big names. Not at all. I might say, yeah, I might catch this one. That one's on my list now. All right. Cool. So that was your number five, right? Yeah, and it wasn't long either. It, like, just made almost two hours. It's, like, 140, 145, give or take. Uh, Which I appreciate that immensely. Yeah. Like, again, those long movies are getting tough. Like, you know, unless they fly by. I, I'm having a hard time sitting through long movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, my, so you're number five. My five also has some twists and turns, and I think it's already been mentioned. Uh, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Oh. oh, nice. Loved it. So you guys had something that so you I'll save noticed. it for mine because uh, Glass Onion is your spoiler, I think, next. Okay. okay. On mine. All right. All right. We can save that for that. Yeah. But any, any other two cents you want to put in on uh, No, it was just fantastic, and I like the... Um, Kind of the midway point where we start to see things from a different angle. Uh, love that. Uh, Benoit Blanc is just a, he's hell of a hell of a detective. And uh, Ryan Johnson confirmed he's gay. He's, yeah. You know, well, he's, like, they show his boyfriend, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> never 
stated it's just two guys living in apartments. What roommate. does that mean? Yeah, it's roommate. No, but I mean, like, they it's kind of, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, they kind of point at it directly, though, right? I still couldn't figure out, was he trying to do a Louisiana accent like uh, he's supposed Daniel? To, he's supposed to be Craig. from New Orleans. I wasn't getting that. I wasn't either. Yeah, no. I, 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 I feel I like he's not an actor either. who can pull off the, I'm going to get rid of my British, this charming yeah. British accent that I've had They should have kept him as a life. charming Brit. Yeah. I think, I think that would have played at better. That, at that route, you're kind of comparing him then to Sherlock Holmes, so they kind of needed probably to switch the accent. Wesley thinks that he's going to have a larger part in the next Knives uh, Out history. So I want the next movie to be the thing with the thing about the ballerina. That Catherine Hahn's character mentions at the beginning when she recognizes Benoit Blanc. Oh, remember yeah. that? She goes, "Oh, you're the guy from the thing with the thing with the ballerina," and like it, it, obviously that didn't happen in Knives Out. No, no. So but it's like they're setting up another story. It's very possible. That my setting it up. my one big complaint um, really was just um, all of the focus was on those digital wristbands. Oh, where did that story go? It it just like everyone's wearing this digital wristband that's that's set to you specifically. Nothing, nothing beyond that. Like it was a red herring. Like oh, we're supposed to focus on these slap wristbands. I think that was the point, though. Yeah. For the thing I'm going to mention later. Yeah. yeah. Also, so um, I'll stop. I'll stop with that. If anything, I think it was supposed to be your first indication that this guy's a tech billionaire. Yeah, but it was like they they had the audience focus on those because they looked really cool. Like. It, it, and what even what like, do these do? They open up your doors the, like magic bands at Disney World. Okay. And even like the inoculation they have at the beginning, I thought that was going to factor in. Yeah. And it doesn't really. It's like, oh, you're good. Don't worry about COVID. Yep. You know? And you forgot that was Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> like, it was so like... Blink and you'll miss him. Kind yeah, of it kind of is in a yep. way. Uh, so, yeah, I won't go much because if it's coming up on Brian's, we'll, uh, we can go to your number five. Okay. My number five is, like I said, I switched it up. But my n- number five now is the unbearable weight of massive talent. How was is that the it? Nicolas Cage movie? That's the Nicholas as commonly known as the Nicholas Cage movie. And uh, Nicholas, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. It's Nicholas Cage playing Nicholas Cage with a ghost version of Nicholas Cage, his own younger <laughs> self, kind of riding shotgun with him. You know, trying to like, and Nicolas Cage seems to be going through like a little bit of a like a mental crisis, and he's on the brink of wanting to quit acting. And then his younger, more talented acting self is like barking in his ear the whole time. But then he kind of fought, he meets Pedro Pascal, who's like an Uber fan, but also might be wrapped up into some shady business. So as a result, it becomes a buddy comedy that then becomes a distrust like they both like now don't trust each other after becoming like super best friends and then it kind of like blows up and then comes like everything ties up nicely at the end it's a good it has no business it was on my being list. as good as yeah. it is it's, it was it's, on my list to watch it's, it's worth same, watching same i was like i was looking forward to it and then just shit happens yeah it's it's not one of those direct to video Nicholas Cage movies mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, I can just skip this. It doesn't matter. Like Willie's Wonderland. Oh man, that heck, that could have been so much better. Yes, it could have been. Could have been so much better. Uh, I think I checked out when he was humping the fucking pinball machine, but in that one, but uh, Which unbearable weight every 15 minutes because it's his break time. Right, exactly. Uh, 
Unbearable weight of massive talent. Great cast. Great supporting cast. Pedro Pascal fucking carries that movie, uh, but doesn't really need to do too much heavy lifting because Nicolas Cage is Nicolas Cage. We're, I think we're both sitting over here uh, typing in that these are some of these things we need to watch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just added it. Uh, yeah, so like, I would put that at the top of your list in terms of like, if you need a funny movie to watch, it's enjoyable. Like, that's that's it. That's your movie right there. And that's my number five. All right. Four. So please. So my four is Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. All right, so what's the, what's uh, so, the theory? I'm, I'm kind of on the edge of my seat so here. My what's fan, the theory on this? My fan theory, I had originally started placing it together as the movie was happening with Edward Norton's character. And as the movie kept going on and on, I was like, there's no way this could not be a possible fan theory. And then it ended the way that it did. And I was like, you son of a bitch, this is definitely a fan theory. So the Italian job, his character in the Italian job, the the newer one, did you see that one? It's released their own. So yeah. with the Mini Mark Coopers, Wahlberg. right? Yeah, with the Mini Coopers. I didn't see that till much later. Like, I think you recommended it to yeah. me, and I ended up watching it. But So that version, his character in Italian Job, is the same character in Glass Onion. Oh, interesting. He's the guy who has no imagination and takes everybody else's ideas. It makes it work. And makes money off of it. Oh, so it's a pretty brilliant fan in theory. Italian like job at the end, you know, he takes everyone's ideas, buys everything that everyone else wants, and then everyone finds out, you know, because he switches his character, he gets the hair, the mustache, changes his name. Yep. So at the end of Italian job, he has the Ukrainians take him away. So he probably did some fagazi things, made a bunch of broken promises because he's shady, and they let him go. And then this one. Same thing. Character change, complete name change, complete different state, back to taking everybody else's ideas. Literally. Like, Literally taking everyone else's ideas. But it's almost like he didn't take everybody else's ideas. He just empowered people to be their best. So he took Janelle Monet's character. He, t- he took Janelle Monet's idea. Took yeah. the idea and just kept going, but had no imagination. He just kept doing things as she would have did them from what they had for a business plan. And then when they get to the movie or midway through the movie where um, Daniel Craig's character mentioned these things, he then used those later on. Mm. And then it just kept going with him mentioning things and him using those things in the movie. Yeah. So I was like, this is definitely the character from Italian Job. That I could, I see that lining up. That's an actually real interesting fan theory. So that was my fan theory. Now, did you were you on that same wavelength though? No, I haven't seen the Italian job in quite some time, so I didn't even think of that. And yeah, I was yeah. just looking it up. It's two thousand three. Yeah, Holy that's crap. A, that's it a feels reach. like it was like three or four years ago. Yeah. Um I was just looking Reddit that somebody yeah. posted the oh, they same. Did? Yeah. They did. I was like, Brian, did you go no. on Reddit? And- yeah. no, I, don't even, I don't even subscribe Great to mind. Reddit. Yeah. But I because the Italian jobs were like one of my favorite like rewatchable movies. So just automatic in my mind, especially with Edward Norton playing that same guy. So it's his character from Italian Job, and then his character from, you know, Glass Onion. If it was Ed, someone else other than Edward Norton, I probably wouldn't have put it together. But him being Edward Norton, I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. And then back to what we were talking about earlier about how like the wristbands were supposed to make you look one way, but not look this way. 
is in the very beginning when they're taking the drinks and Batista's character goes, night-night, you clearly see him hand the drink to him. Yes, that's very apparent. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what we caught, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even hiding. It was yeah. right there in, in plain sight. But because the movie just kept going along, you're not going to be like, oh, why did he just hand him the drink? Mm-hmm. Like You're like, oh, maybe because Daniel Craig's character touches on it of like what they make you want to see kind of thing. And yeah. Like, did you really see that? Or is that what they led you to? And then like, no, you son of a bitch. He handed him the drink. Yeah. Like, so very much so. Cause I remember in the process of watching the movie, I was like, Oh, that's weird. He handed him a drink. Like yeah. it, it didn't leave my mind, but I kind of like, I had to like put a pin in it because like you, you have to keep following the movie, but like yeah. it's there. I you the know what same I mean? Thing. I was like, should I pause this and rewind it? I feel like he handed him the drink. Is that a goof on their part or is it? Like, actually part of the movie. I think it's part of the movie, but I think also because, like, he then becomes erratic of, like, I don't want to die. They're yeah. all out to kill me. Like, I think that almost makes you feel like, oh, he's not the victim. Right. And that was just an innocent, here you go. Yeah. And the whole, like, that whole pineapple mention at the beginning is so nonchalant. You don't even notice until the you, very you end. Don't you don't know. don't know what he's handing them. Right. It's exactly. just like a drink. Right, right, right. Yep. Also, love that, um, I don't know if you guys watch it, Central Park on... Apple TV, same guy who did uh, Bob's Burgers and The Great North. Is it animated? Animated, yeah. Okay. Uh, the uh, the husband and wife in that are Catherine Hahn and Leslie Odom Jr. Oh. So they were playing, like, it was oh, just both cute in, to see both them. in this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, um, well, an, another movie that's going to be on my list where I was like, oh, I know two of these people from a show that Johnny and I really love <laughs> that just ended after four seasons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I uh, still haven't seen that last season of that, too, either. Mm. It's good. Oh, there's a Disney-related episode. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done in a documentary. Did you watch? I've watched it, yeah. Oh, I've okay. only seen, like, the first, like, one or two episodes yeah, of that I'd say season. now we're, we're talking about Atlanta, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. there's uh, Donald Glover creates a Disney animator like a fictional Disney animator and tells it in the story of a PBS documentary. And it is unbelievable. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Is it later in the season? Yeah. All right. All right. I'll have to work my way through it. Yep. The glass onion was, it was the cast thoroughly was great, enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. And then like the Janelle tw- Monet. I love her sneaky hotness. Um, and the whole like twist with her character. I was like, Someone's eventually going to catch on that they keep using this in a bunch of movies now. Yep. Yeah. With, like, the whole twin thing. It was like you don't know about it until, like, midway through the end of the movie. And you're like... <laughs> I just left the house. My mother's watching The Prestige. I was like, oh, you, I, know how, you know the ending to this, right? She's like, no. Twins and clones. Yeah. Twins and clones. <laughs> She's like, which one is which? I'm like, you, you'll see. It. Just watch. I literally, just as you're talking about, I was like, I was thinking of the prestige and you mentioned it. Like it's that. Yep. Yeah. On the nose or whatever. Like it's starting to become a thing now. I think yeah. 2020, there's like three or four movies that I watched that you don't find out to the end that they're all twins or triplets. Like mm. the one with, uh, Margaret Robry there and Mike Myers. She's a triplet. It was this weird, like, neo-noir kind of crime movie. 
I would watch something with yeah. Mike Myers and Margot Robbie, though. What, what, what was it? It was on, I think it's a Hulu thing. I'll look it up. I meant to say, and I saved on Netflix, I saved that Penteverit show that he Oh, I did. watched it. How was it? Okay. Mm, I haven't watched it. I saved it, but I... It's, it's Mike Myers operating just above the Love Guru level. All right. Mm. Yeah, this is not like a Mike Myers, so you don't even realize yeah. it's Mike Myers. It's like a serious, like detective Mike Myers. It's oh, okay, okay, interesting. And then an- another one at that same year and like time frame that I watched had Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. Where same thing. There's like a twin, a twin, or like a triplet, and it just throws the whole movie sideways. Okay. Right. Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of getting overuse, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, this is just the last couple of years. Okay, that's huh. four, right? Uh, Are we at? Is it four? Four. Yeah, because yeah, Glass Onion was your four. So let me four at four. Oh, biopics. We love them. <laughs> we especially love biopics when the person it's, the story is after is uh, still alive, like Rocket Man, so, because you know Elton John can can add his input to to all that stuff. I don't like that though. I think if you're gonna make a biopic, the person needs to be gone. That's just my theory. No, especially when the person that the story is about has a cameo. And none of this story has any (laughs) relevance in facts. Oh, well. And then you get weird. The Al Yankovic story. That's a different. Wow. That's different, what a, though. What a setup and transition. What a story. Because right? it's not really a biopic. It is absolutely not a biopic. It's a <laughs> biopic based off a funnier die uh, trailer that yeah, they yeah. did with uh, Jesse Pinkman there uh, doing the was Weird Al. Can you imagine if one. it was still Jesse Pinkman though? Oh, I would love it. I would <laughs> That'd be love so it. good. Aaron Paul is Weird Al Yankovic. Who's now legally named Aaron Paul? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is his name, right? Well, no. So he had a different name or his real name, and he legally just changed his name to Aaron Paul. I thought it was Aaron Paul from Breaking no. Bad. What was it? Well, his so, name. So in, that, that, yeah, yeah. his name was Aaron Paul, but that's okay. his act, <laughs> like okay. That, that's his actor's acting name. Yeah. So his real name, I don't know what it's it his is. Gimmick but, name. But he All right. he changed. I was like, I've never known it other stage than stage name. Aaron Paul. Well, Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al Yankovic in this movie, right? 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 And uh, Weird Al Yankovic plays one of the Scotty brothers. Oh and wow! It is. Did, did either of you see this? No, I wanted to though. It is. I got mixed fantastic. reviews on it. That's why no, I kind of shied no. away. Just watch it. Watch it for the stupidity. Nice. The fact that Madonna becomes a drug cartel. Yes. And assassinates Al Yankovic at a music award ceremony in 1985, and he died. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nuts. great. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. This thing is all over the. It is. There is no cohesive story to it whatsoever. So, was it scenes linked together, or is there some level? Oh, yeah. Of like, like it's told chronologically from the time that he meets his band in college and mm-hmm. creates My Baloney and goes on. Goes and, on from there. Uh, in this timeline. He creates Eat It, and Michael Jackson stole stole it from him. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. Uh, And uh, Weird Al and Will Forte play the Scotty Brothers, the music producers. And Will Forte, at one point, was just like, there is is no market for these spoof parody shows, or parody music, and you're just terrible at all these things. And Weird Al playing the other Scotty Brothers, like... Okay, okay, you're going a little harsh now. <laughs> like, clearly, he's insulting yeah, Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Weird Al Yankovic is uh, standing up for but himself. Weird Al's in on the joke, though, which makes it even better. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I, I can never remember the actor's name. He's uh, 
He plays Big Mike on Reno 911, and he's, like, if you see him, you recognize him. He kind of looks like uh, like a young Frank Sinatra, and he even played, he can sing Frank Sinatra, too, uh, but he plays Weird Al's dad who works at a factory, and he has no, like, the guy has one fake hand, and they never tell you what they make at the factory <laughs> and it's just it's just so bizarre i, I love that i love how goofy and off yeah. the wall that it, sounds yeah very yeah. weird out very and Everton rachel wood as madonna was fantastic yeah she was just you're like oh my god you're madonna and they have this very sexual relationship and <laughs> it's hilarious he goes to perform for a drug cartel like uh pablo escobar i think like one of the big 80s drug lords and Weird Al ends up killing him, and Madonna takes his place <laughs> as the truck. Yeah. So it's so funny because I remember when watching the trailer, I'm like, "Oh, like I'd love to see like a, you know, a comedic biopic mm-hmm. that you know stays fairly true, but maybe bends the truth a little bit." But it sounds like this is just off the wall. This is just off the wall. Yeah, there I, is. I like that they do have his songs in it, you know, and it's it's clearly Daniel Radcliffe lip syncing to Weird Al. It okay. is Weird so Al's Daniel Radcliffe voice. isn't singing. This isn't like Austin Butler, yeah, yeah. Elvis, like re-singing the song. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's it's just stupid. Oh, and Rain Wilson is Doctor Demento. Oh, Toby even Huss. Better. That's the name. Toby Huss. I can never remember his oh, name. Oh, fucking that's Toby Huss is Artie, the strongest man. In the world! Do you not remember that? No. Adventures of Pete and Pete? You ever see that? Oh, God. So many years oh, ago. Oh, fucking Pete and Pete. Remember? One of them had an imaginary friend. Yeah. Who was Artie, the strongest man in the world. He was like this scrawny guy in tights. I know him as Big Mike, the meth dealer on uh, Reno 911. Oh, yeah. And right. Cotton. He was, um, yep. he was Hank Hill's dad. We have had this conversation yep. before. I'm having we, a severe case of No, no, we have. Of, but okay. he was also in Halt and Catch Fire. You ever see that? Yes. Oh, yeah, the boss. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. He was uh, uh, boss in that. Yep. Which, uh, you know, it goes to show how much range that guy, uh, Toby Huss, has. Yeah. Because he could he be He was in Glow. He, he was... Um, he was a Texas businessman who tried I, to... Uh, I never watched Glow. Oh, it was good. It was, it good? was good, yeah. Would I like Glow? I haven't you haven't watched it? Okay. Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling? Yeah, it's, have, it's wrestling. You I know, should be watching I have, this. Allison Brie, naked? Sign me up. I haven't watched yes. it. Yes. Sign me up. How naked? Very naked? Oh, you see, yeah, you see Top Up. All the time? Uh, No, actually, it was just in the first episode, I think. Okay. Um, but she's fucking a guy, so you see. I haven't watched it. Titties yet. bounce up and down. Love that. Love that. up and Brie. down. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this was just, it was, um, it was stupid. Everything that happens in his life leads to another song. Uh, and there's even one point where he goes back to reconnect with his mother and father who have disowned him because of his accordion lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> And his mother, his mother put on a few pounds, and she said, "Oh, you can, you can say it. I'm fat." And he's like, "Okay." And then you think, "Oh, this is going to go into the next song that he's going to think about." And no, it goes clearly and it, like it, it skips "I'm fat" altogether and goes right into "Gangster's Paradise" yeah. <laughs> because he finds out his father was Amish. And oh. I was like, "Oh, come on! That's like, hilarious. You're setting it up for the fat album, and now you're going right I, into." I love that they did that though, too, though, because they make they subverted your expectation, oh, yeah. right? They made you think, "Oh, like this is following the beats." It's like, nope, 
Yep. Here you go. We're throwing you this curveball. That keeps the movie fresh. I like that. Yep. That's really cool. So it was it was just insane. I do, don't listen to the critics. It was worth it. It's it's short too. It's a pretty short I film like that. and it's dumb. Shame like, that it got dumped to Roku. Yeah. I like. And like kind of like sidelined. Like that probably yeah. would have been a bigger hit if it like even if like Netflix or Hulu And like they're becoming it. a player too because they bought up the library of Quibi. So Reno 911 all that new stuff went there to and Roku, uh, yeah. the uh, Mapleworth murders which I highly recommend if anybody hasn't seen it. Comedy or Paula Pell as a lesbian murder she wrote and it's hilarious because oh, it's watch her it. and all of her Saturday night live and 30 rock friends. Oh nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And they're Quibi so they're 10 15 minutes each. Super short. Yeah. Nice. So that's so it. That's nice. your number four. Weird Al. And that Margaret Robbie movie is called Terminal. Terminal. I've heard of it. I just not seen it. Okay. Is it about cancer? <laughs> it's no. about. Hey, wait. Is it about cancer or is it about an immigrant who's living in an airplane terminal? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say it's about a portion of the airport. Yeah. <laughs> Can you get by? I'm getting by. Okay. Your number four. My number four. So speaking of fat, it is. Number four is, which I teased earlier, The Whale. It's it no was uh, it was highly talked about due to Brandon. Say people said this is Brandon Fraser's like his best comeback role, movie? his comeback movie, his best role, and he was fucking awesome in it. It I'm was glad to hear that. Great movie. It's about the six hundred pound dude who basically is at the end of his life. Whoops, for the lack of a better description. He's at the end part of his life, and um, it's him basically finding truths, reconnecting with his estranged daughter, and resolving his, um, like, a lot of, like, the conflicts he has, like, Mm -hmm. with people in his life. So, uh, great cast. It has... um, He's the main character. He wears like a bodysuit that they look that looks real. Like so the animal they must have done some like CGI touch up or something like that. But like he has this really convincing bodysuit thing going on. Um, you know, there's moments in the movie where like he because he's so immobile, he like drops a key to a room and that becomes like a thing. You know what I mean? Like there's little things like that, but it doesn't shame him. And it doesn't make it like a too much of a thing. Like there's one moment where it's just like there. Yeah, he has this like severe moment of disparity. But uh, aside from that, it's fairly optimistic, giving all the grim shit that surrounds it. And uh, it shows like the dangers of caring, the power of truth, and um, that you know no matter how earnest or good somebody might seem, they can also be bad. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and, and more of the sense of like, you see somebody who's part of a church and you think they're holy, but, and you think you finally connected with them, but then they make a statement about their beliefs that turn, you know, that turns your perspective on them. So there's things like that, that plays out. And I, I think that's part of why I love the movie so much. And it has an ending that's very satisfying that wraps up nicely. Okay. And you don't feel bad. I mean, you don't, you don't sympathize with him, 
for the situation he's in, you sympathize more for, like, things around him. You know what I mean? Which, and part of, I think, the reason why they call it the whale, and they do a really good job of it, is that anytime he is mobile in the movie, it very much feels like, you know when you go, like, on a whale watch, and you see something massive in person, and it almost leaves you at awe, that is, I think, what the meaning of the whale is in this regard. Like, even when you see, like, a large barge at sea that seems abnormally large, too big to be real, but it's there and it's moving, that's kind of the vibe you get. That's kind of the tone. And I thought it was a good movie. Like, if Chris, uh, if um, Brendan Fraser doesn't win, like, at least some acclaim for this movie, he's fucking robbed. Yep. You know, it's what like, I've heard too, and yeah, I I know it, he skipped the Golden Globes because of exactly the reason that he left Hollywood for a little while. Was, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was that controversy. He got he got groped, right? Yep, and then that by somebody know. from the Hollywood Foreign Press, which right, runs right. the Golden Globes. I don't think he won it though. I don't think he won Best Actor. I think so, that went to somebody else for at least for the Golden Globes. So the one that just happened or whatever, right? Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah. happened on a Tuesday night. Where well, yeah, it was uh, so Austin Butler from Elvis, I think, won it. Yes, right? thank you. Yes, yeah, yeah. And so Lisa Marie was there, and God. Damn it! Died on Thursday, right? Do you think she partied so hard at the Golden Globes it did her in? (sighs) Who knows? You think she got some bad cocaine at that party? Could have. She looked all jacked up though. Like if you look at the interviews of her, like talking, like at the Golden Globes, her eyes are fucking droopy. Like she's all fucking jacked up. Yeah. So you can tell that maybe there's some type of uh, influence there. Yeah, Yeah. some substance abuse influence there, but. uh, but with this film becoming from a, well, I'd be curious to see how they do this on a stage, too. But I do know it's a stage adaptation. Um, wasn't a huge cast list, right, for this film? For the whale? No, so that's the other thing about this, too, is that um, it's not a big cast. And it's one of those things, like I said before, is that it's you can tell when a movie's adapted from a, a play mm-hmm. because it's predominantly in one location, and the cast... Enters and exits the same door. That same door, the same door, but also like you know when you're watching a play and like there's some like background movement, you see, you use silhouette or shadow. Yeah. They lean on that in this, okay, which is very much a, a stage play technique that's applied to a film. So they carry out over some of those aspect, some of those aspects to it. Oh, yeah. number four, I enjoyed a lot. Didn't expect to enjoy it. The only reason why I saw it was, I was, I mean, this is a little bit of a funny story. I, me and my cousin Roger, we were going to go see Avatar, IMAX. It was a Tuesday night. Go to buy the tickets. Did, you know, when you buy tickets online, you just, you know, you go to the, di- you know, the main page. You assume things are going to default to the, the day of, right? So I buy the tickets. I eat some mushrooms. and me and my cousin go to walk into the theater and as i'm walking in the guy's like putting up like the banisters like oh you know we're closing in 10 minutes and i'm like what do you mean i'm going to the movies i got tickets right here goes movie theater is closed today i go no i just bought tickets and i look at the tickets thursday it was a tuesday i was like fuck and then as i'm leaving i go Oh shit, I just ate mushrooms. I need to fucking do something. Otherwise, I'm going to like lose my mind. So, the first quickest available movie was The Whale. 
So we took a gamble. I heard, you know, good pre-reviews, and we watched it, and it was great. <laughs> so my uh, my mess up, also tripping on shrooms. Watching the whale. Made me go see the whale. And I and even though I was tripping on shrooms, I did enjoy it beyond the being tripping on shrooms. Okay. If anything, that was going to be my question. Is in your altered state? In my altered state, if anything, I saw more. I, it made me see layers that I may have not seen on the surface. Okay. So, like, you know, like, oh, this storyline's about this, you know, and that's a layer there, and, like, this storyline's about this, and that's a layer there. But it's like, if anything, it made me think deeper about the movie, did not affect the perception of the quality of the movie. All right. So it's not like I saw a bad movie and thought it was great because I was fucked up. It was a good movie that made me think even more about it because I was fucked up. All right. And that's my number four. Now we're in our top three. Ba-dum-bum. This may also be your three, or it's coming up. But my three is Bullet Train. We tied. It's my number three. Did you three. guys really? It yes. was on my honorable mention. Two birds with one stone. Nice. Let's talk about Bullet Train. Holy shit! This was unplanned. Yeah, unplanned. It was. Um. It was what I expected and better. I knew going into it, this is a dumb action film, a dumb, uh, slapstick action film, and I. Thoroughly enjoyed every minute going into it. I, I had questions about it, and I had mentioned it to him. I was like, oh, "I saw Bullet Train, but I'm not sure if I should watch it." And he's like, "You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it." And I was like, "Okay." Went home, watched it, and I was like, "I did. I enjoyed yes. it very much." So I, I was meaning to see it, didn't kind of skipped it, and then it was other people going, "You really should watch it. You, it's your kind of movie." And sure enough, I watched it. And I was like, "Oh, this movie's really good. Love the." Um, the cast that was in Atlanta that was in this, yes, great. Yep. Um, normally, I feel like Brad Pitt can't carry a movie. I think he did very well here. He did I very well. I absolutely agree with that. He, and he was like weirdly funny. Yeah, uh, like, I uh, love that he was like down on his luck. Yeah, but it was still kind of good. You know what I mean? But like, that was but part kept, of yeah. his aura, I guess. His bad luck made things good. Right, exactly. Which I, I thought that was cool. And uh, the cameo popped me. I was waiting for it and waiting for it. I was like, I know it's coming. Which cameo is this now? The Ryan Reynolds one. So, <laughs> okay, just did just I fall asleep that. because I missed Ryan Reynolds? It is a blink and you miss yeah. it because he was the one that called in sick and Brad Pitt was the one who took over the assignment. When does it happen? In the very beginning? Nope. No, no. Very, the tail end? Very when end. Michael, it's not post-credits, right? No. No, when Michael Shannon is trying to beat the shit out of Brad Pitt because he's the the one that called in sick was the one who killed his wife. He was the assassin who killed his oh, wife, and it turns okay. out it was Ryan Reynolds who called in sick that day. I must have, like, literally <laughs> We spoiled it. Fuck it. I didn't care. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, two he's, minutes. He's seen two, it, so it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 20 and, seconds, and yeah. you miss it. And I, I must have literally blinked. Because, like, I completely missed him. So whenever it's like, oh, that big cameo, I'm like, oh, uh, Sandra and it, Bullock. And it's, like, almost the same exact cameo face that he has in Deadpool that mm-hmm. Brad Pitt has. So it's just, Oh, yeah, it's, they swapped that yeah, out in that hilarious. way. it's yeah. hilarious. And then Channing yeah. Tatum just showing up as a bisexual yeah. uh, train oh, He goes, is this a sex thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm into it. I just, uh, <laughs> could you give me more details? <laughs> it was good, though. I liked no, that. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Love the, uh, the old man, the elder. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Who is actually a scorpion in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he yep. is. Yep. Yep. 
Yep, he was good in this. Yeah, he was real good. I Joey loved his King backstory the, when they rewind and yeah, they he was the number talk two. about like the white devil yeah. and all that stuff. I thought that was really good. Yeah, he's the number two. Joey King is the the prince, kind of a misnomer, but because she's the the uh, the daughter of the yeah. the white. Which I thought that was a good twist. Yeah. Also, yep. weird aspect. She was also in a movie called The Princess this year. Yeah. So she played a prince and a princess in 2022. Yep. How yeah, funny she, is that? She's a warrior, right? And the princess. Well, she's like a princess who yeah. is a warrior or Something whatever. Like that, yeah. And Zazie, inadvertently uh, thrust into being a warrior. What's her name? Zazie from uh, Zazie Beats from Zazie Beats. Uh, oh, yeah, she was the one who was in the uh, the anime costume. I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, that's so great. I love, it. and there was flashbacks. There were, you know, it just t- everything tied in. Every character had that their own unique quirk, and he was the one who was bad luck. But mm-hmm. his bad luck brings. Good luck. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. interesting. And uh, the twins. The twins. We're not love twins, the twins at all. Love yep. the twins. Love the twins. Yep. But it was, oh, that was good. It was uh, a good assassin movie, too, like pulling in a bunch of different characters versus like a normal assassin movie where everyone's the same person. Like what the fucking Monster Ball movie there with all the assassins. Yeah. Everyone's the same character, but different. Yeah. Oh, well, Smoking Aces. Smoking Aces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The quiet car scene. That was hilarious. The woman who kept, shh, lady, I will fuck you up. Uh, And I I liked that it was like the twins, like you're like, oh, that's just probably like a, like a, like a assassin, like moniker thing. Like, oh, they were a team, so we call them the twins. But no, no they're legit. They're, they're legit brothers. Yeah. brothers. Mm-hmm. And like that, I thought yeah. that was a really cool angle. Is it Lemon and Tangerine? Yeah. 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 And then Tangerine truck killing uh, Michael yeah, At the very the end. end. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Oh, it was just, ther- yeah, it was enjoyable. And the Thomas. action scenes and the fight scenes were, they were amazing. Good. They were good. Yeah. Plus, you, well, like I said, you had, you had Scorpion as you. I think your fight coordinator on the movie anyway. Yeah. So. Oh, really? Well, that makes sense because I mean the fight scenes were really good. Yeah. Uh, throughout, it was just uh, yeah, it was incredible, incredible movie, and yeah, and it's even, funny too. Even like, in the credits, when it flashed back to to Lemon coming out of the water, I yeah, was like, yeah. oh, I know where this exactly where this is going. He's the one who got the tangerine truck and killed. Yeah. 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 That was good. It was good, and like every little detail. Was paid off. Yes. Yeah. It's not yeah. like they had like open teaser, threads like, yeah. oh, like these slap bracelets, some glass onions. Like yeah. Everything every was thread was woven through nicely. Yep. So that's that's good. So that was your number three as that, well, right? That was our three. Yeah, yeah. So anything else to add on that? No, or? I just, I think it's enjoyable. If you have the time to watch it, just go and see it. It was like an uh, action comedy. Yep. So I just realized that my two, three, and four all start with the at the beginning. All right. <laughs> my number three is The Menu. The me- How That's on my it? list. I oh, haven't watched dude. it. It's on your three, so it yeah. must be really good. It's Ray Fiennes. fucking great. I haven't watched it. It's on my list to watch. So it, when you watch the trailer, you immediately think this is going to be a movie about cannibalism. It isn't? It's not. Oh, and shit. it's better for it. The the Because the, I just watched The Menu uh, trailer the other day. Yeah, yeah. I got... Uh, the the what the most dangerous game where it's oh, hunting humans and yep. then eating those humans. Yes. Okay. It's, it's none of that. All right. It's I, I want to see it now. There's there's a, a small portion of like hunting humans, but it's so minor that it's like it's it's nothing really. It's about oh god, 
let me just kind of give you the premise. A group of elite, elite rich folk attend this highly exclusive restaurant where a psychotic chef makes a final statement. Okay. And that's all I want to say because I don't want to spoil too much more, but I'll, I'll field questions. Is it, is it like an annual event where he makes a final no. statement or is this his final, final statement? Final, final statement. Like, imagine being his a chef. Goodbye. What's that? His last goodbye, kind of. Like, who's hoorah, he's off to the sunset. Kind of, yeah. Like, imagine living a life of servitude and having this grand plan in place and trying to give everybody their comeuppance. And then something gets thrown into the mix that's unexpected. And then, like, like, it, it, oh, God. And then, like, because of this unexpected thing, it almost escalates the scenario to be, like, over-the-top bonkers of, like, the things that are happening. It's good. It's I real wanted, good. I wanted to watch it, but I was waiting literally it's going for on this. the list. I was literally <laughs> waiting for this show to... Decide. It's really good. Like, I, I I can't stress enough how like, and it's got rewatchability. Like, I only saw it the one time and I was blown away by it. But uh, I'm like looking forward to the time where I can set aside to watch it again. Okay, you know what I mean. That I that it. that's how good it was for I me. Dig it. I dig it. It's on the Plex. It's on the Plex nice. in both 4K and regular. Uh, regular works. <laughs> 4K does no. HBO Max too. Is that where I just it saw it? just dropped to HBO Max okay. as well. Yeah. So, all right, very short turnaround time from theater to streaming, though. Yeah, and I think it's because they want people to see it because it's that good in that regard. Ralph Fiennes, fucking awesome in it. Um, part of the John Leguizamo comeback tour. I love John Leguizamo. He's in this, and That's he was, I saw him in the preview. Yeah, yeah and he's recently in uh, something else. To Wong Fu Two. <laughs> Pest four. Um, there's something else he showed up in recently. Like, oh, like we're going through like a John Leguizamo renaissance. You know, that yeah, was on my list, but I was literally waiting for this. Uh, uh, very good side. movie. Like some of the like, you know, part of it's like, oh, can't wait to see this character get his due. That kind of like thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, very good. Well, Almost like, like you're rooting for the bad guy a little bit. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I I watched um, one night in Soho with her. In oh, and that's well. great too. And I didn't it didn't make my list that time it made your list, but based on that recommendation, I was like, well, I got to watch this now. Yeah, did you see last it night was, so? Oh yeah, it was fantastic. Fucking awesome, right? That was the Smith the the movie Matt Smith um needed to be in and not Morbius. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> exactly. <laughs> Matt Smith make better choices. Uh, yeah. You know, every everything Matt Smith has been in Post Doctor Who's been pretty trash, mm-hmm. except for Last Night Soho. Oh, Last Night, that's good. yeah, yeah, and um, maybe the House of Dragon, but I'm not too keen on that show either. But anyway, we haven't started it yet. Okay, it's kind of if Jimmy we're watch do- Game of Thrones. Or? Oh yeah, no, yeah, I have a big no on both of those. I've yet to watch either one. Okay, did you it's watch Game of Thrones? Then yeah, you don't, you're not missing, yeah, you're not missing much. You could literally watch House of the Dragon, brand. And you've watched Game of Thrones. Like, they're pretty much regurgitating shit and throwing it back yep. at you. Oh. So. Cheapos. Yeah, for real. So that's my number three. All right. All right, so my number Coming two. Coming down to the, towards the end here. Don't think we'll be on yours. Probably not. 
I mean, coming down to the last two, nope. I think it's on yours. It, it could be. I may be wrong. Two left. I know. And I'm wondering if... Mm. My number two is the Northman. Nope. No, uh, you mentioned that to me. That's my trip. number two. I'll let you two discuss that. That's so, my number two. Go ahead. He tied with you, and now he ties with me. Yeah, we're so, tying here. Wow. The Northman like, was my number one until I saw something else later in the year that it knocked it down a peg. But the Northman hmm. is fucking dope. I'll let you take and it, And I haven't heard my number one on anybody's list, but okay. Oh, it's I've, so good. Oh. It's Star Wars done right. Yeah. And it's like, it's long, but you don't, you don't realize that it's long. It's like almost three, a little over three, something like that. But it doesn't feel like it. What is this movie? Um, so, also... Have Other you, than my sexy Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> <being in it. laughs> but also... Um, also, fantastic cameo in Atlanta. Have you played... Oh, I did see that episode. That shit was good. Sorry. Actually, you probably didn't play it. You might have. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I have not, but I know what you're talking about. It ties almost very closely into this movie. Okay. So the opening scene that Valhalla has is the exact same opening sequence that the Northman is. And I just started playing Valhalla at the same time that I saw the Northman. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking mind-boggling right now because i am i playing or am i watching yeah yeah but it's this man whose whole entire family clan everybody just murdered he, he's a prince though yeah. he's destined for the throne the, the throne okay uh father murdered guy kind of takes over the thing but the mom survives or not surprised, but it's like kidnapped and taken and little Hamlet. Okay. Little Shakespearean and then vibe right now. Very Shakespeare. Yeah. By the end of it with the mom, very Shakespearean. Go All right. On. Uh, so he goes through his entire life now trying to get into different crews to get into the main castle to get his revenge on the man that killed his dad. Who's actually his uncle. Yeah. Hamlet. Yeah. Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> as a, as a, like, like I said, very Shakespearean. Yeah. Like there's a, there's enough differentiator to not call it Hamlet. Right. But it's very much kind of like hand in hand with that. And then his mom ends up being with. Oh, that's a, don't spoil that. <laughs> no, yeah, don't. He, he's on his mom ends up being on the other side. And, like, wants him to come with her instead of getting the revenge. To the dark side. Now I'm getting the Star Wars stuff here. Okay. Okay. So uh, the climax of the film. Now, I don't know if you remember, like, before the prequels came out, the whole idea of, like, there's going to be this big fight sequence with Obi-Wan and Anakin on the lip of a volcano. It was done Mm -hmm. right this time. They did that sequence right with the two main characters that are feuding. Okay. Literally in a lava pit. They're fighting in a lava pit, buck naked, with hatchets. <laughs> I mean, we've seen Hot all t- of Alex- Alexander Skarsgård in uh, <laughs> True Blood, so there's not much left to the imagination. But, but even like just like 
Like the the fact that they're naked is irrelevant aside from the fact that this is things that Vikings did. Wow. Yeah. Like in a legit a Nike, lava pit. A Nike a Viking fight made both of your number two. Okay, this is telling. It's go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> it's just it's bad. I've already admitted there's more women in my porn than than people probably it's 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 just a badass revenge story that's very Shakespearean and um there's a lot of thought and like depth put behind it instead mm-hmm. of just throwing a Viking story into a Viking story right like Vikings or all the spin-offs now of like Asgard and yeah all these other Viking stories also um Anna Taylor Joy. Yet another movie that Anna Taylor Joy is in. Yep. So, well, I mean, and Hamlet is isn't he the Danish prince? If we go back to actual Shakespearean, yeah, time, I, I think he's so. part I of that so. that lore too. Huh. All right. So, three hours, naked men. Um, <laughs> kind of a Hamlet type Shakespearean story. I think they're I, only yeah. naked at the climax. Oh, I hope so. How else does the climax happen? We're not kids anymore getting a hand job over our pants. <laughs> but uh, the the whole mantra of I will avenge you, father. I will save you, mother. Like you see this kid struggle to grow to be who he becomes. Yeah. And he becomes the most badass yeah. warrior out there. Yeah, he be- and he goes from like clan to clan to prove himself to finally get into the clan that's part of this new kingdom now. Okay. It's fucking wow. good. Put it on the list. It's Put it on, good. All right. It's good. Putting it on the list. Wow. It's uh, good. So the, the runtime is only actually two hours and ten minutes. It didn't, it didn't feel that long yeah, in the theater. Long, yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel that long in the theater. But it also is very much a period piece, so you have to be ready to watch something that's like... Yeah, from... One thousand eighty. Yeah. So, all right. That was both of our number twos. My number two has absolutely nothing in common with this. The <laughs> there's parents, no naked men. There are no, there's no Vikings. Men. There's no Vikings. The parents are still alive. The kids are there. <laughs> there's a musical number. There's a few musical numbers. Uh, the only thing that really, I guess, kind of spoiler alert uh, ties it into the Northman is a murder, and that's. <laughs> the Bob's Burgers movie. Oh, shit. I have not seen this. <laughs> and the only one on my list that I've seen more than once this year. Because really? It was on Hulu. Uh, we saw it in the theater and then it was on Hulu and I was like, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I'm going to watch it again. And I thoroughly enjoyed it the second time. Okay. Too. It was just, it, there was a murder mystery plot. And you like the show, right? Of course. Okay, yes. Right, right. I love the show. And I, Lauren Bouchard, who created Bob's Burgers and all the other, the Central Park and uh, the Great North, He's doing a good job creating three different worlds for, for very similar characters. Across the three different worlds, are the animation styles the same? Oh, very much so. So it's Absolutely. like the, they're, they look like puppets, but they're animated? Yep. Okay. Yep, all three That's of them. That's the one thing that drives me nuts about Bob's Burgers is that they should be puppets. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. but they're, they're, they're not. Um, no, I'm still learning to love that show. It was it was a story told in three acts like a movie, um, very much like your, the Simpsons movie and everything. There's... Uh, and it, they lead it up to the movie because if you watch, do you watch the series? Do you watch uh, Bob's Burgers? Okay, it, every so often, like everybody's like, "Oh, you really need to watch this." I'll watch a few episodes. I'll like it, but it doesn't grab me, right? And you know what I mean. And 
uh, it's different from your your standard Fox Fair, where you know Homer's an idiot, Peter Griffin is an idiot. Bob is a hardworking man who loves his family, whereas with the the Griffins and the Simpsons, there's dysfunction, there's fighting, and there's a little bit of fighting with the Belchers, but it's they are a family that cares about each other and are fiercely loyal to their family. Right? Um, yeah, they when they're the five of them are together. There's infighting, and Tina and Louise and and uh, Jean. They there's fighting there, but ultimately, this is a family that loves each other. I feel like they follow the married with children formula, where they all hate each other. Not no, hate each other, no, but like because Bob and and uh, God, I'm why, why Linda, Bob and Linda, very much in love. Okay, very much in love. They there might be times where they irritate each other but no it's it's a very wholesome show mm-hmm. uh and so what happened the the season previous to the movie to the season leading up to the movie keen eye viewers and i actually started to notice it about halfway through the season you start to see and they make it kind of obvious to to the viewers that customers start tripping over uh the sidewalk like it it happens in the background it's not even in the focal point but Customers are walking and they trip over the something on the sidewalk, and what happens in the movie is the sidewalk finally crumbles and it's a open manhole. Like that's how the movie. Like there is wow. a a pit right in front of Bob's Burgers, and uh, Louise goes down because she's trying to prove to everybody that she's tough. So she goes down into the hole, and as she's climbing back up, up remains of a human are found. And that's what sets off a murder plot. But it's Bob's Burgers, so it's not like CSI kind of murder plot. Like, the guy who does uh, robbery investigations is one of the first cops to show up. And he's like, yeah, I don't even kind of do this kind of stuff. I don't do homicides. And he's like, robbery is so much better than homicides. And you hear the homicide detective say, get out of here. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, uh, Kevin Klein is a voice on the yeah, show, Kevin, right? Mr. Fish Odor, yes. And uh, Zach Galifianakis plays his brother. Calvin Fishoder. That's awesome. Uh, it's yeah. The, the plot actually res, revolves around the fish odors and their cousin, who's an attorney. Um, it's, it's really more so the the a plot is Bob and Linda are coming up on a mortgage loan payment that they have to make, or a, not a mortgage because they don't own the the restaurant they rent. Uh, but they they need to uh, lengthen their their loan. Uh, and it doesn't work out, so Bob, they get denied on on the the payment stuff, so Bob is, like, in desperate need to bring customers in, and now there's a sinkhole in front of his restaurant not bringing customers in, so there's that, and then the B-plot becomes the kids finding that there is remains underneath the the restaurant, Uh, which culminates in a chase with the murderer on the wharf. Uh, so it's it all just takes place in this little community, and there's musical numbers. So unlike the Simpsons movie, does and you mentioned a little bit about the sidewalk leading up to it, mm-hmm. but does it take firm place in the continuity where after the movie it changes things yep. going forward? Yep. Okay, so you have to watch the movie to ha- watch the more modern season to... Not really, no. I mean, like, it's, it's canon, and it's right. in the chronological order, but they go back into episodic. For the new season, but it feels like a piece of the show, right? Like, yeah, well, like, like, like the Simpsons movie, you could skip and still not really, right. other than you know, you kind of see the outline of the dome, 
Right, right, right. Uh, I think in the very first episode of the new season, just after the movie, the sidewalks are being repaired. That's cool that they are like keeping that continuity into place mm-hmm. like that. Like, like I said, the Simpsons movie, like they really didn't do much to, you know, follow that continuity. Yeah, it was just kind of like there, thrown in the mix. Like, I like that they. I, I almost want to now watch the season prior to the movie, the movie, and then the season after the movie just to see that. Yeah, arc. You know what I mean. Uh, and I, I clearly tell you could tell there might be may have been some editing because uh, Jimmy Pesso, who's the uh, across the street neighbor who owns the Italian restaurant, the one who plays him was at January sixth, so he's being shunned by Hollywood. So I feel like there was a plot where Jimmy and Bob usually have a like a war going on. Yeah, he had no. You see him across the street sweeping, but. No lines. No whatsoever. lines, huh? Wow. Uh, John Stone, I think is his name. He was, um, oh God, he was a comedian. He was on Mr. Show with Bob and David. Oh, and then he, Rich, Rich John Stone or something like that? Maybe. He was one of the two gay cops on Arrested Development as well. Yeah, yeah, it's Yeah, right. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was apparently present at the Whoa. Capitol on January 6th, so... That's craziness. Uh, they must have done some quick editing because by the time he... Pulled him right out of yeah, there. Yeah, by the time that they, they he was discovered, because I think Sarah Silverman was even looking at Twitter photos and was like, I know him. That's Jay Johnson. Jay Johnson. Jay Johnson, yeah. 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 Uh, and Bob's Burgers was set to be released pretty quickly after that, so... Yeah, it's... I, again, it's, okay. it goes by pretty quickly. I it's, remember it getting delayed. I wonder if that was part of the delay. May have been. May have been. Yeah, interesting. It's, Doing a quick edit on the show. Yep. Yeah. It was just enjoyable. Is so, he still on the show or is he gone? No, no. He's gone? I think you still see Jimmy Pesto in the background, but no. But no lines. Yeah. Oh, oh. and Sarah Silverman actually plays one of his sons in the show. <laughs> Ollie and Andy. They're That's, twin boys who are... Uh, <laughs> it, it's great. her and her sister, uh, yeah. the other Silverman. Oh, I forget her name now. Yeah, yeah. Me, Amy or something like that? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah just... If I'll, you catch I'll, it on Hulu, and if you like Bob's Burgers, watch it. Yeah, yeah I'll have to. I'll have to check it out. All right. So All that right. brings us down to number one, right? Number one, and number I've yet one. to hear my movie out of any of your mouths. So. I think mine might have been on your honorable slash dishonorable. Mine hasn't been mentioned by any of anybody. So, and you didn't. You didn't say it's number obvious one. too. I don't know if you guys know, but it's pretty obvious what my number one. I'm pretty sure it's obvious because I, I was uh no, you know what? Let let. Brian do his one. Our number ones are probably going to... I advocated for this one, but... Uh, do you know number, what the number one is? Wait, do you know Do you know his number one? His number one? Yeah. I honestly thought it was the Northman. Oh, okay. Well, number... Northman would have been my number one, but go on. Uh, my number one is Ambulance. Oh, shit. Wow, that's right. You did say it was going to... When he mentioned it as an honorable mention. Yep. So, uh, list, so I teased it. And here it is. I you liked it that much? I did. Tell us. Tell me why yes. you liked it that much. Give us your reason. Have you watched it? Nope. No, I do love me some Jake Gyllenhaal. So keep I it spoiler free, it. Yeah, yeah. but give so, us the reason why. Uh, action thriller. Michael Bay. Michael Bay, which you clearly know it is Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. There is, I counted at least three or four scenes that are recycled from Transformers. Megan Fox in those scenes too. <laughs> I didn't even know she was in this movie. So there's at least three or four, you know, action sequence scenes, chase scenes that are 
easily recycled. It was kind of obvious when the ambulance turned into a giant robot. <laughs> or, you know, like... The, Started talking like Bumblebee. Yeah, the, all the chargers are... Our cop cars are the same exact sequence from okay. Transformers. Yep. But There's a lot of Michael Bay-isms yeah, in this movie. Yeah, 100%. All okay. recycled. But uh, big, you know, adopted brother family kind of story. One's the good guy. One's the bad guy. Good guy kind of gets involved with the bad guy. And then you're on this, you know, chase because now you're involved with your family. Yeah. Because he's family, so you're trying to do things to help him out but also at the same time help him out, but they have different agendas. I feel like there's Family. Michael Bay before Transformers, and there's Michael Bay after Transformers. And this is Michael Bay after Transformers because he uses Transformers in the movie. <laughs> but it's also closer to before. like A little bit, where he's like trying to not be pigeonholed as the Transformer guy. For, for sure. like I feel like this lands not as good as Bad Boys, but, like, trying to get back to, like, that yeah. bad boy's prestige. Slowly, instead of going, like, a hard stop into going back to bad boys, it's, like, the slow burn of... Did he do Swordfish as well? No, I don't think, I don't so. think so. Okay. Yeah. It just felt like one of his as well. Although, like, th- as far as the pacing goes of Swordfish, I'd say Ambulance yeah. feels a lot like that in that regard. My IMDB is frozen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But Swordfish also feels stylistic the way... How did that one even pop into my head? That not does. even... No, not that one. It was Halle Berry's titties that, that uh, never the, left your mind. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, Dominic Cena. Okay, it wasn't him. Yeah. Um, but if you... I like the, the thriller movies. Yeah. And like the actions. Them together was good. I enjoyed the story. And... Female lead was good in it too. Yeah, yeah. And then... I had no idea what the the male lead, other than Jake Gyllenhaal. Like I don't remember seeing him anywhere. Uh, he was Black Manta in Aquaman. I didn't watch Aquaman, and he was also in the Candyman remake. I watched Candyman. So was he Candyman? He was Candyman. Okay. Well, he ended up being Candyman. Being Candyman was that twenty twenty two? Yeah, no, nobody's so, listed on oh, that one. Candyman no. was twenty one. Oh, twenty one. Okay. Yeah. Um, because of Candyman, he got. I watched that movie. Ambulance? I was like, oh, he's pretty good, because I never saw uh, uh, Aquaman. So I was like, oh, okay, like, this guy's he's pretty good. Like, okay, here's this ambulance movie that came out. That, yeah, and you he's know. like the role, like right. the, the main lead with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good in yeah. that regard. All right. Hmm. Big up and down story, brings on lots of roller coasters. So I'll save it for you, so you can actually go through that. But for yourself. a Michael Bay movie, story-wise, it was, it was good? I enjoyed it, yeah. Okay. Almost kind of had like a... The chase or speed. It had some speed vibes to vibe it. to yeah. it a little bit. Oh, so Chrissy Swanson was fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. In the <laughs> yes, please. Love me some Chrissy Swanson. I knew some of those those references. I'll take Chrissy Swanson now too. A Republican bitch. A fucking hate fucker. And she was at that show that I went to go see you guys. She was signing autographs. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally spaced that. Right. Totally I so I, I, I did Trump not know sucker. who she was. Like political wise, back in like 2017, I interviewed her at Rhode Island Comic Con. My friend's like, "Look, Christy Swanson looked like she wanted to eat you alive." And ever since then, I'm like. Now you know. Now I know. It's like exactly. It's like trying to interview Scott Bayo these days. Like, <laughs> hey, Biden's really? doing a great job in the economy. Fuck him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Charles in charge. How dare you? How dare you? Somebody get Willie Ames on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh shit! So and, and ambulance, a little over two hours. All right, but yeah. action film, the Michael Bay type action film, but also like a thriller, which I think he may go that route versus like the actual action. Yeah. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal was good in it, it too. He was great. Yeah, yeah, he was good in it. Dude, let me Especially coming off of um, Mysterio. Yeah. Because like, that was right after Spider-Man. Right yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was the um, the the lead voice in uh, Strange World, which neither of you guys saw either. No. It's a good Disney film, but I understand why mm. audiences didn't this, flock to Strange it. World 2022? Yep. Yeah, it came out okay. this year. Yep. Nah. But, like, this doesn't, like, tie him into, like, a Mysterio th- where, like, you just watch it because Jake Gyllenhaal is... Jake Gyllenhaal in every movie is yep. just like a different Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. And my number one. Yeah, your number one. Ah, and you said that only four, three, and two had the. So I'm wondering if you and I have the same one. I bet you again, do. Oh, I tie? advocated for this oh, one. And another tie. Three. Three ties in a row. One lead and two supporting just won the Golden Globe for their performances in this film. Oh, that's Maybe definitely. It's not the same. No. Okay. What is your overarching story for your movie? What do you mean? Like, what's the overarching plot? I could kind of give you a hint that would probably give it away, but it's a legacy sequel. Oh, okay. Mine is Parallel Universes, because mine is everything, everywhere, all at once, and it was fucking fantastic. (laughs) It was fantastic. Fucking amazing, and that's why after I saw it, and I told, I texted you to so go it, see yeah. this movie, and I did on your on your record because I remember texting back going, "I think the Northman's mine going to be my number one this year." This wasn't on any of your top tens. It was why not? not? It was not. I haven't watched the hell it. I haven't watched it. Did you see it? No. Okay, All right, so- then my fight is now with Johnny C. <laughs> why the fuck was this not on your? I think list? I or to- not even on your. It wasn't even on my radar. <sighs> My God! I think I need to see it I again. I am angry. I'm, I may be smiling at you, but <laughs> uh, the hot dog fingers maybe threw me off a little bit. <laughs> that was one small part, and it was actually about a lesbian relationship between the two female leads. Come on, <laughs> between Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> How was this? The I action sequences, awesome. the actual like going into the parallel universes, and oh my god, short round this, as short an adult, round. and he thanks Steven Spielberg at the Golden Globes for giving him his opportunity. Did he win? An award? Yes. Oh, he, he did. Won best supporting actor. Jamie Lee Curtis was one best supporting actress. Michelle Yeoh won best actress. How? It's a good enough movie, and I think maybe I snubbed it by not giving it at least an honorable mention. <sighs> Dare you? Um, How th- goddamn <laughs> dare you, Johnny? I think I need to watch it again to fully appreciate it. Yes. When I did see it, I didn't not like it, but it also didn't quite grab me the way uh, it was hyped. And I'm disappointed in you for not seeing it. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I'd rather take the angry. He's disappointed in you, and you uh, got to see him on a regular basis. That's, yeah, I never watched it. it. Like you're not the only one to tell me this too. Uh, shout out to Phil that we work with, who also mentioned that this would be probably his number one. It was unbelievable. It was just, uh, it was a heartwarming story at the very end when you realize, well, you realize what, by the end of the first act, who the villain in this story actually is, and it's the daughter. It and You know, you know so <sighs> it's actually Doctor Strange. The way that we should have seen it. The way we should have seen it. And yet, it did not make your top ten. Even even the whole thing with the daughter and, like, Wanda, 
is identical. Yep. Like, their stories in the, between the two movies is identical. And the fact that this was, she had to be the worst version. Not like, in the, the mother had to be the worst version. She had to be the one that had hit rock bottom out of all of her parallel lives. That she had to be, that we were seeing the absolute lowest point uh, because she you know, the the tax audit and all this stuff, everything is not going great. And then she had to be the savior. She was the one that had to be the savior, and she was the one who fixed everything at the end. And I'm like, oh my god, this is an amazing movie. I liked how we got the many different variations of her. Yeah, the rocks. Even the rocks made me cry <laughs> when the mother and daughter are talking in subtitles because they're rocks with googly eyes. No, did they have googly eyes, or did I just make that up in my mind? I don't remember, but like. They it were works. Two, Either way it works. They were two actual rocks having a conversation in subtitles because you don't hear anything. They're just thinking things to each other. And I was like, this is heartwarming. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <sighs> so it's also a little tonally imbalanced, though. How goddamn dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you take that back, sir. You take, you that, take back, that back, sir. You ta- how dare you? How dare you? How did you feel it was totally imbalanced? Because I think it would sometimes smash you into these heartfelt moments, which would then immediately snap you back to a fight sequence. Okay. You know what I mean? And I will say, and I already admitted, Bob's Burgers is the only one that I've seen twice on my list, or more than once. I will have to go back and see it, but I, the the moment I saw it, I said, this is going to be my number one film, and this was beginning of 2022. Do you think it's got rewatchability? Would you watch it again? Oh, yes. You'll enjoy it thoroughly? Yep. I, I feel like on a second viewing of that, I will like it more. Yeah. Which I almost haven't revisited The Northman, because I'm afraid I'll like it less on the second go-around. So with that too, like that's the scary part of like rewatching some things like so quick, like as you already watched it this year, but like you know down the line you're going to watch it again, versus like some things you just watch again and again because they're there mm-hmm. where they don't lose repeatability. Right. Whereas like some things like The Northman, if you watch it and then six months later you watch it again and then you just keep to that pattern, it probably will lose things. Right. Because the I guess the story aspect is like how you guys mentioned like the whole Hamlet thing. So you already have that to go on. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're, it's more repeat in your mind of like, Oh, I've already seen this. I've already seen this. I've right. already seen this where this is just a new take on Hamlet a little bit. Right. Right. Whereas like now, if it was a play then you would just be like, I've seen this. Right. Well, that's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> we down to my number one legacy. So it's disenchanted. No. Oh, you really liked Disenchanted. I really wow. liked it. No. It was cute. <laughs> uh, my number one. I've actually talked about my number one. I went to go see my number one immediately after leaving recording a session with you oh, guys. Oh, I know what it is. You know what it I is. I know what it is. It is. The Top Guns. <gasps> Holy shit. Top yes. Gun. Maverick. Top Gun Maverick, which wasn't on either of your guys' Didn't list. Didn't see it. I haven't watched it. You guys haven't watched it yet? Nope. If so, hold on. Before, if, hurry, before I want you, him to get as angry but, as I got with before my, before you get into it. Before you get into it, so Caitlin wants to watch Top Gun Maverick. Okay, and I said, "Don't tell me she hasn't seen Top Gun." No. Okay. Danger zone. She's like, "Is this? Isn't there another one?" I was like, "There's another one, but it's like the first one." 
she's like, oh, tech, I don't think she's seen it. So I was like, you can't watch Maverick without watching Top Gun. Does right. Goose come back? <laughs> so I was like, there's no way. So we're going to have to find a time to watch Top Gun and then watch Maverick because you can't watch Maverick without watching Top Gun. Yes, that's true. So who returns? The, the ending of Top Gun is not original at all. It's basically the Death Star run from Star Wars. Yeah. To a T. They have to go on a mission, fly over a base, drop a bomb into a very small hole. Yeah. That's fucking Star Wars. Charlie That's Sheen did hole. it better. What's that? Charlie Sheen did it better. <laughs> <laughs> but Top Gun 2 is better than Top Gun 1 because of Top Gun 1. So That's you, what I've been hearing, so too. You Top have Gun, to watch yeah. Top Gun 1, and, you know, forever it was a good movie. But this movie is better because of that one. It's almost kind of like Godfather 2 is, better than is a better movie than 1 but you can't because have, of 1. Yeah, you can't have you, 2 without 1. Right, exactly. So that's, you know, just awesome legacy sequel. Uh, Tom Cruise has still got it. Um, like, they handled uh, Iceman really well, given the nature in which Val Kilmer is in at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I'm guessing he wasn't in it, but his ter- character was discussed? or was No, he was in it. Oh, he was? He okay. was in it. He was How in is it. He? he? They did it well. Okay. It, given that he couldn't really speak, they handled it accordingly, and they gave it a solid reasoning. So it didn't feel like unnatural or shoehorned in. Right. It was like perfect. A uh, very heartfelt moment because you know these two characters have a long history together yeah. from the prior movie. I feel like that's the way that um, Bill Lawrence brought um, Michael J. Fox in for a couple of episodes of Scrubs. Scrubs. He was suffering from par- the early onset of Parkinson's at that point, and they described him as having OCD. Like, this is why he has all those weird tics instead of actually going into you know, Taking off that, if you guys haven't watched Designated Survivor yet... Michael J. Fox goes into Designated Survivor as someone with actual Parkinson's. He's like this uh, super detailed lawyer that breaks down all like the That's walls. That's the um, Kiefer Sutherland one, right? Yes. Two short Canadians in the same show. Um, I thought that was illegal. It's a TV show? TV show on Netflix. Oh. As of right it was, now. It was an ABC show. Yeah, and then oh, it got okay. canceled. Um, but it's on. Wait, or was that's on the one where he, Kiefer Sutherland's forced to be the president. Yeah, yeah, because oh, okay. one member of Congress always has to sit out a State of the Union address Just for this case, exact yeah. reason, and this is the reason. And he becomes president, has no idea what he's doing, right. and then he kind of falls on all of the people that he is in his so-called now new cabinet because mm-hmm. everybody else kind of. <laughs> going way going even further yeah. down this rabbit that reminds me of like the secretary of education becoming becoming the president in Battlestar Galactica because oh, right, every right. other cabinet yeah. member is dead at that point yeah right, right so right. sorry so Val Kilmer's character is treated with respect so much respect okay. um they do a good job of having the younger cast without overshadowing the older the cast. older actors and you know Tom Cruise very much leads the movie right even though you have Miles Teller's character who's kind of the supporting but you know in a different world in a poor, more poorly made version of this movie 
Miles Teller would have been the lead. Yep. But no, like they, they did, did a right? really good job of this balancing everything. Set up possibly a new franchise Top Gun. It could, but you almost don't want it to happen because it's like it's just so good as it is. Yeah. And it was a passion project for Tom Cruise for a long time yeah. to get this off the ground. And I can, <laughs> no he's getting older now. Like you uh, look at some photos of Tom Cruise now, like Oh, the um, the Scientology medicine is, is <laughs> where I'm kicking in. Yes. All right. So I have a question for you now. Yeah. Uh, being a big Tom Cruise fan. I love Tom Cruise. Um, if they did Maverick, say, 20 years ago in like the mid-2000s, would it still have as much heat as it does now? No. Or does it make it better now that it's 30, almost 40 years later? Better now because of the circumstances. Like, think about it. Like, you would have had a completely different story because Val Kilmer would have been more capable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you would have had more So the more story about, would have been different, yeah. story would have been probably very different. Um, and not to say that adding more Val Kilmer is a bad thing, but I think it worked really well given his circumstances, the way it's fit into the yeah. story. Um, but do you think it would have caught as much... Attraction, not actually watching the film, other than it being just the second Top Gun in 2022 versus being the second Top Gun in, say, 2002. I think if it came out in 2002, it would have been something like one of the random Terminator sequels that you yeah. forgot. Yeah, and it could have been swallowed up by a exactly. bunch of other Tom Cruise kinda, action films. Kind of just got time. pushed to the side, not really watchable kind of thing, whereas this one had that giant following. Yeah. of Top Gun being one of like the, the big movies of people rewatching, being a classic, a cult classic at that point now. And then now you have it, oh, Top Gun's getting a second movie, and they're not changing anything. It's yeah. an actual sequel, not a prequel, not a spinoff, not a whole reboot like they're doing now with all these movies. It's a, actually number two 40 years later. So here's the other thing about Top Gun 2. 2019, they had a panel for that movie at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. That means it was filmed in like 2018, 2017. I think Ambulance was the same thing. It was originally um, supposed to be like... Avatar was the same thing. Yeah, 16, yeah. 17, COVID happened, and they got all pushed. They had a real long time of post-production to work on that movie. Yep. And I think that shows... I think the fact that they had, what, 2018, 19, 20, 21, four 22, years. four years to basically work on that movie, I think probably made it the best it could possibly be. So and the pandemic little, could have actually improved this. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Because like, now think, you're not rushing to get the movie out. Right, right, exactly. I think I, I don't know how much changed before the pandemic to post-pandemic, but I think that extra time allowed Tom Cruise's perfectionism to take hold. Okay. And I think it shows in the final product. And like I said, it was so good that yeah. it was coming out on digital on the yeah, Tuesday before. Pretty... And I saw it the Friday before the Tuesday it came out. Yeah. Just because it was, it was that good, I had to go see it again before it left theaters. And that was my number one. Oh, yeah. That brings us to the end, sirs. That brings us to the end. So I do have one question, though. Yes. Top Gun related? Uh, Top Gun related. Yes. How much... Kenny Loggins was used. <laughs> Zero. The whole soundtrack. God damn it. Then I'm Zero. not saying it. <laughs> um, so two uh, epilogues or addendums to our top 10 lists. Yeah. Do you have anything that's a contender that you saw this year 
for next year's list? I haven't seen anything. Not yet, yet no. Okay, I already have one. I haven't seen anything. Megan. Okay. Fuck that. No, Fucking go no, see Megan. No. Wesley wants to see it, so oh, I might have it to. Is or, good. Okay. It gives Chucky a run for his money. Bro, I don't deal with dolls and children. Okay. <laughs> neither oh, neither of these two. Megan would and, scare the shit bro, out of you then. So I have the TVs on sometimes, right? And with actual commercials. And anytime there's the commercials on, I always just flip it. Boom. There's one goddamn time just fucking commercial comes on it's megan and i'm not paying attention i'm just bloody bloody blah caitlin says don't look up when you tell someone don't look up what do you do what do you do you look up <laughs> okay and first thing i see is this goddamn doll fucking child freak me the fuck out <laughs> right. do you get like i had to cuddle him <laughs> Caitlin couldn't even like, do it. Like she I couldn't to, do it. Freaks me out. Like I don't. How bad? Do, I don't do jaws. Goosebumps. I, I, I get Vomit. the willies. <laughs> you get the willies. <laughs> I get the willies, man. I don't do dolls and I don't do children in movies. Like it's well, it's a robot. Dolls. Technically, technically, but it still looks like a child. A doll. That is a doll. Yeah. That moves. No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> no thanks. Like I could do Chucky. Chucky doesn't bother me. But it's a doll. But it's not like a doll. Doll. Like the porcelain like face like oh yeah 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 creepy eyes it's not like annabelle, annabelle. fuck that too <laughs> doing none of that shit <sighs> nope none uh of that. megan was good nope. so not for me it's this it's literally the same concept of the 2019 child's play remake about ai gone wrong but better but this does it so much better and it's a pg-13 horror movie i can't get around the fact that she's a doll like dead silence fucked with my mind. We're gonna have to find other movies for him. <laughs> you keep pushing it, but no. I'm telling yes, you, sir, watch man. Megan. It's good. It's good horror. I'm gonna have to watch it during the day. All the all, all the blinds the, are up. all the blinds are up, and have to have like ice cream and like cookies by my side to like bring me back to life. But Brian, don't you want to uh, be her friend? I'd kick that bitch <laughs> in the face. Nope. There's nope. three different occasions in the movie where she busts out into song. I don't care what she do. <laughs> I think that makes it worse. No, it's good. No, it's no fucking good. creepy children singing is the second scariest thing in the world. Okay. <laughs> when she when she's standing over the bed of the child singing a song. Yeah, that's not creepy. Uh, <laughs> she this, slings a, she sings. You're a pushing sl- me further away. She from sings this film. a slow version of Titanium. Yeah, any anything that it's yeah. fucking good. You're pushing me yeah. further. So further it's away good. Wesley uh, can would, go watch this by himself. No, no. Check it out. I think you would like it. I'm Given your fears, I'm I don't team. Know. I'm team Brian on this oh. one right now. I have, team Brian. I have giant fears. You know what? Children you, and dolls. And next year, when we're talking the list, and Megan's on your honorable mentions, we'll have this conversation it's true. again. It could very well happen. <laughs> so, and also didn't help that my sister was in um, cosmetology classes. So they give you doll heads to practice haircuts on, okay? Oh, that's fun. And when you work night shifts and come home and there's just doll heads on the table and you're not expecting doll heads to be on the table. No bueno. And you freak the fuck out. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So wait, one more thing I want to do. One more addendum. Uh, and we can keep it quick. We never do TV. Oh, so name like just two TV shows. How about a teaser for our next episode with TV, top TVs? Are we going to do top TVs? Yeah, I don't for know if 2022. I can do a full list. 
See no. if we can come up with it. Actually, if you type in 2022 new TV shows, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot. Probably something that you saw. Okay, so we're there's gonna a save couple that? that I forgot that I had saw. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. All right. All I already right. talked we're, about one. After yeah. Party, I think, is going to make it on my top 10. Oh, well, yeah, I guess yeah. that is a 2020, right? Yep. Oh, well, all right. So well, shows that only debuted in 2022. Yes. So Because otherwise, my list will be yeah. enormous. I already know what my number one is. So only, Actually, I have a tie for number one. I don't even know. Like, I get a tie for if, number one. What if yeah. there's a season in 2022 or just literally debuted 2022? Debuted 2022. New show in 2022. All right. Yep. Is that, so is, I, that like said, is that our homework? Google it, Official. and you'll be surprised at how many of these actually debuted in 2022. I probably only have two, but I'll let you guys know. Okay. Okay. Well, I know I have two for sure, and they're both number one, and I don't know. It's going to be really hard to put together a top ten list. No, we'll do like a five or like a three. All right. Well, I can just do that right now if that's See, the case. I'm the TV guy, so I need to limit mine down to five. Yeah, I might yeah, yeah. steal some from you. <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll just yeah. put a pin in that, and we'll do it for the next time. Yeah, teaser. Nice. Dude, I'm going to start my list right now. i got four right off the top of my head. <laughs> All right. Only have one. All right. So, uh, guess hit it. So, yeah. Thanks for joining, everyone. And come back next time to find out our top TVs of the 2022. You hear me spitting out a poisonous ink I'm poisoned to think what I can do when I'm on the brink A back to the wall, a villain when I'm ready to brawl I'm killing, it's really, it's silly how I'm messing with y'all Speaking, it's easy to see me coming through in the clutch now Duck down, profound sounds, dropping like touchdowns Cursing in verses like missing persons, you never find it Go and rewind it a second time if you need reminded But shit, a contradiction might better define it I'm grinding to sharpen the talent instead of bitching and whining Culture refining the perfect pressure to press a diamond It's in your time and not what you're wearing when you say you're rhyming As far as I'm in, I'll never make it to raise an island Call me an island I'm solitary in my confinement Forget my elegant eloquence while I'm relevant Carefully dismantle your status just for the hell of it Heavy like an elephant Desolate while I'm reckoning it Strictly just for the benefit Evident in my devilment And now the residents fear the presence of melanin Malevolent supremacists speaking venomous